well We shook what our mamas gave us Till we couldn't shake no more We got down on our knees When cancer knocked at our door We got kicked in the ass We gave lots of sass But when it rains it falls Into this half full glass Oh, thanks cancer Thanks cancer Thanks cancer Victories in the dark you're listening to Thanks Cancer. I'm Mimi Hall. I'm Leanna House. We're two cancer friends. We are not doctors. No, and we're not shrinks. We're not nurses or anything like it. And because of that, we are going to use some appropriately obscene language. Let's just call it salty. Anyway, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish we had when we were dealing with our treatment. Hey, Leanna. So what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about the little victories and the little joys that you have to recognize as you're going through cancer treatment. So as we were talking about this beforehand, I was like, what's the difference between little victories and big victories? Like, how do you define them? I mean, so a big victory is like having a clean scan. Finishing chemo. Finishing chemo. It's finishing radiation. It's... Your last surgery. Your last surgery. Um, It's maybe getting off of narcotics. Mm -hmm. Um, So the big victories are... That is a weird big victory. One doesn't... Yeah. So the big victories are what you're going to report on your medical history when your new primary care physician says... Tell me about your medical history. Right. You're telling her about the big victories. But the little victories are the things that happen every day or every week and the things that you can recognize and celebrate. So what comes to mind for you first? Well, what comes to mind for me is that you feel like you don't have a lot of them. You feel mm-hmm. like you're swimming in the bullshit. You feel like you're drowning in the treatments and the appointments and the keeping track of things and second opinions and you're just you're just trying to deal with the chaos so you oftentimes don't feel like you have any victories at all i think when we were talking about this earlier too we were saying i'm just remembering it now that the little victories are the things that you used to take for granted yes before you went through your treatment yes so the things like having hair uh-huh <laughs> The things like being able to not throw up. Or poo yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That happens. Um, yes, being able to go to the bathroom is amazing. With control. Like, <laughs> with Voluntarily. Yes. Right. Um, so tell me what your what some of your little victories were. So, yeah, as we were talking about this, I think... Um, I think for me, one of mine that stands out was this trip I took. I took this trip. It's actually one of the pictures I have on the Thanks Cancer website. Oh. Um, I took this trip to Martha's Vineyard, and I was invited along with a group of people who I didn't know. I was invited by my friend who knew my whole story, but there was this whole gang of people who were West Coast swing dancers who I did not know. I hadn't met them, and they didn't know my story. And it was the first time because my hair had grown out enough. My body was coming back to normal. Like it was all just like coming together. No one knew. No one knew I had cancer. I probably met, I don't know, 10 to 15 new people that weekend. And they didn't know. They didn't know anything. And you didn't have to tell them. 
I didn't have to tell them. And I told some people and I shared with them and it, you know, it came out this way and that way with different people and it was kind of interesting, but it wasn't something that everyone knew and it wasn't something you can kind of tell and infer like, oh, there's something wrong, yeah. you know, going on. And that felt like a real springtime for me, you know, yeah. it was like shoots of grass coming up and it was, it was, yeah, it was a little victory. It's interesting because I have a friend of mine who talked about the first time she looked at another cancer patient and gave her like an encouraging nod mm. and the cancer patient didn't recognize her as a fellow cancer patient because her hair had grown out and she talked about it as a little bit of a loss because you feel like yeah. you're not immediately recognized in that community so it can be a victory and at the same time it can be like a little bit of that loss of identity and where you're going now I agree. It's an identity shift. Yeah, that's it's an going on, shift. and it's it's you, you've settled into you. I think if you're pretty adaptive too, you do settle into a slight identity, you know, yeah. of that. Well, and, and and being able to recognize the loss and this great shift of you don't have to tell people anymore. Right. I mean, and I think people, you know, I think people go through this a lot too. I think people who go through massive weight loss go through this. Yeah. I think people who get uh, breast implants voluntarily or do massive cosmetic changes right. or something like that. Or have like, like a death in the family. Or have any, any like huge shift in yeah. your life. You're yeah. going to feel this like kind of thing happen where you're like, oh, suddenly I'm out. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not having to explain yeah. that, you know, for the first time. I think that's huge. So tell me about your first like big event. So since we're going with kind of at the end of treatment, and then we'll go back to the beginning of treatment, my end of treatment biggest victory was, um, so I do hot yoga. I mean, I do hot yoga pretty poorly, but I do hot yoga. No, folks, she does not do it poorly. <laughs> so I, after the mastectomy, I did hot yoga between surgeries. And when I first started hot yoga, and it was six months after my mastectomy or eight months, and I would pull down my swimming suit after class and the side without the mastectomy would be soaked with sweat and the mastectomy side would be bone dry. And in between surgeries, I got to the point doing hot yoga where I was sweating normally from both sides. And that was really exciting, but I had my reconstructive surgery, which meant a lot of numbness as you recover and some of that numbness sticks around. And it means that when I went back to hot yoga, I'm back to not sweating. I'm back to not normal skin. And so just a couple of days ago, I went to hot yoga. And when I pulled off my swimming suit, I was disgustingly sweaty. And Yay! I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, someone who I know. I'm in pain. And I'm sweating. It's <laughs> awesome. I had to like tell a couple of people. I'm like, I need someone else excited for how sweaty I am. <laughs> Please validate my sweating breast. Yes, but it was it was an exciting like feeling like myself again and feeling like I can do the things that I want to do. So that was nice. It's kind of a feeling of being in control again. Yeah. Right? A lot of those little victories for me when I think back of them, it's like I was just looking at photos, you know, of the past year and a half or so and um, yeah, I've been in active treatment for a while. For a solid two years, I was in active treatment. And I felt so great 
last April, you know, I was looking back at pictures of myself, like, oh my God, I was like having lots of little moments, you know what I mean? Of like, oh my God, I'm in Palm Springs and I'm here and I was looking at them and I was like, oh my God, I am so, I'm so fat. You know, I'm so like this. I'm, my hair is so short. I, oh, I still have dark circles under my eyes. I, I was just coming out of treatment. So it's so interesting how the idea of little moments changes and, and gradiates, right? As you come up and out of the treatment too, because I felt so friggin' fly when I was in LA last year. And I was, you know, I mean, I was feeling it. I was putting out sparkles, but God, looking at the photos, I mean, I'm just feeling so much better now, you know? And that's the thing. It takes a solid, like, two years to really like get some of this stuff some of these strong chemicals but don't let that deter you (laughs) no listen you'll look back and be like thank god for the strong chemicals because when you're feeling good and you're feeling yourself again you're gonna want to live yeah you know you're gonna want to live and that's what i see when i look at myself i see like a wonderful like in my eyes i see a wonderful thing in those photos but the rest of it it's so out of control and i do have to say like it's something we should do an episode. We are going to do an episode about the situation with weight gain that happens with oh, a lot yeah. of treatments yes. these days. But it's yeah. really humbling, especially if you've been a relatively thin woman most of your life, to suddenly gain 20 pounds. And to feel that out of control. <laughs> Completely out of control. Okay, but we're talking about victories. No out of control. We're talking- tell, me, tell me about early on. What were your little victories? Oh. What were your little joyful moments? Oh, God. So early on, I think my victories were... That I, you know, my early victories were that I never vomited. Hey, I never vomited either. Yeah, High I five. never vomited. Vomiting may be a thing of the past with a lot of cancer treatment. Yeah. I think I think they've kind of nailed that a lot. Yeah, the the um, medications that you're on, even though you have to take medications to control the side effects of the medications. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I never vomited either. I um, dry heaved once, and I was like, this is terrible. I don't know how people go through days of this. Now, do you think it was out of fear or from the chemo? No, it was from the chemo. It, yeah. was, it was my roughest chemo. I, Which one I was like it? dry heaved. It was, it was the last AC treatment. Which is, I, from what I hear, I didn't have it, but I'm so grateful I didn't have it. It sounds like really hard to go through. Uh, it was It was pretty hard, but I had four. So, you know, by the time I'm like, this is terrible, it's done. Right on. So, yeah. And that's the thing. It gets... Anyway, back to the victory. So you just had a little dry heave at the end, which is great. Yes. And I treated every chemo, getting through every chemo. That was a victory. Me and my... um, Whoever my caregiver was that weekend would have a glass of wine. And toast to the victory because you know you have one more down and you can't always look at you know i have how many more to go or whatever treatments you have look at i have done four chemos i'm halfway through yeah you're still alive too i mean that's kind of the amazing things is that you can lose a lot of things and still feel that you're alive and you're going and you're moving forward and all of these things that your ego was really tied to before. Right. I mean, you can really let go of a lot of it. And I think the best celebration and the most universal that I've heard is getting your drains out. Oh, God. The drains. <laughs> right? 
So that was a huge victory for me. So I had my drains in in February in Boston, which is cold. Because, I mean, think of it. Those drains are portals to your I torso. Had, I had drains in January. Yeah, so you, right. We're, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. So winter is coming. And <laughs> it's cold in those drains. And, um, man, mine took a long time to get out. And, you I mean, the thing is that for those of you who are uninitiated, God bless, um, you want the drains because the drains are getting out the stuff that you don't want lodged in your so body. So for those of you that are uninitiated, the drains is when you get a mastectomy, you have two drains for each breast. And one's typically on the top, one's typically on the bottom. Oh, Leanna. And it's two. Leanna, it can sometimes be up to four. Ugh. Such as with me. But for with each like, breast. You had eight? I started out with four. My, yes. And then you had... Went down rapidly. So, listen, they give you different, yes, different according to different... Okay, so... Yes. Um, I can't imagine that, but... Yep. But typically you have a few drains, and that's to control the swelling, because if they sew you all the way up, then all of the fluid that gathers to heal what has been a traumatic surgery um, just builds up and builds up, and you have swelling. But if you have drains then the fluid buildup can be drained out to not put further trauma on your tissue. In a way, to me, the way I think of it is artificial lymph removal in a way, or lymph moving. Like, you're kind of moving all of this, like, kind of gunk. It's like, it is a lot of lymph fluid, yeah. and it's a lot of blood, and it's well, a lot of, like, just, like, squiggly, weird skin things, and too. It's, and God it's, knows what those are. It's tubes that terminate in a bulb that holds the liquid, and you have to empty these bulbs every you know however long like, times I think it's a day. Every 12 hours it's like twice a day you have to empty them and then you have to measure how much they are to see oh if you can God. get them removed yeah i'm getting ptsd flashbacks already it's pretty stressful and you know that if you're creating too much fluid which is like a good thing on one hand because you, hey you're getting rid of the fluid that would otherwise be stuck in your torso but then the more you have, the longer you're going to have to have and them that is in. True. Yes. <laughs> you cannot graduate getting that drain removed. So I started out with eight and then I quickly went down to six and then I quickly went down to four. I think I'm getting the numbers right. I may have started with six, but I definitely had at least six. And That's I went down terrible. to four. And I was hanging out at two for the longest time. <laughs> like four weeks. See, I can't even <laughs> whine because I think I had my I had one in for five days because I knew the guidelines for when they take them out. I looked all that up. So I went in and my doctor's like, we're not taking any out until it's been a week. And I said, this has been emptying at, you know, less than whatever. So I think we should take the top one out. And he's like, we never take it out before a week. And I'm like, okay, is there is there a reason for Anyway, so I bullied my doctor into taking... But I pushed appropriately because I knew the guidelines and I still, he's like, we're keeping the second one in. I'm like, that's fine. It's like, I've never had a patient that pushes so much. Well, yeah. And another thing to celebrate too, I would say little victories is getting your first shower after your surgeries. Oh, because it feels so you've good. You've got marker on you. You've got dried stuff you have hospital hospital all, all over. over you you can't really wash very well um you know there's things you can buy to kind of try to cover up the wounds so you can try to shower and stuff like that it's mainly like you're doing sponge baths kind of thing so my surgeon said that as soon as i got out of the hospital 
He's like, there's no, listen to your own doctor. But my doctor said that there's no evidence that having a shower immediately after causes negative surgical side effects. So he said, if you want to shower, shower. Wow. That's, uh, my doctor was more medieval. And it was like, do you know... (laughs) How long did you have to I, wait? Yeah, like so long, like so long, like like literally, like it was gross. It T- was crusty. It was crusty. I'm not gonna lie. Like, Typically, was, doctors don't gross. let you shower until you have your drains out. Yeah, that's like really, the standard of care. It was really intense. So, but that was a victory. Like taking that first shower and like getting clean again, and also like. I guess, too, like, learning how tough you can be, too, is a, is a little victory, too. Like, when you get through that and you're, like, taking that shower and you're, like, yeah, I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe all of everyone else when they tell you that you're so yeah, strong. Yeah, no, really, it is. It's, like, a moment of, like, wow, I just went three weeks without showering with, like, drains coming out of me and blood and pus and stuff like that. It's really, it's pretty good. And so, uh, my body is healing well so that's another thing so you know like Brianna I do Bikram yoga and I can see my toes again when I'm doing bow pose and that's cool because I never thought I'd see that again and that's just like really awesome like these little things are like oh look like I'm flexible again or it's back or I see that muscle again because like I'm losing that water weight from her septum which if you've ever done her septum you've probably gained weight and no one tells you like and it's okay it's okay that you've gained weight it's normal. So when I was going through treatment, I would make myself write three things a day that were little victories or things that. that made me happy. And um, looking, being able to look back at those is kind of fun because I remember, you know, getting the nurse to let me keep my sister in the room during my lymph node biopsy. They're like, we don't let people stay in the room. And me and my sister were so endearing that that was my victory that day because I did not want to go through another biopsy all by myself because that is not a pleasant experience. It's a lonely place. But keeping my sister there, um, we got the doctor to say horse condom. I always loved those days where you would get like the super private chemotherapy room. Oh. It felt like getting upgraded to first class. With the big windows overlooking the view. I liked the corner room. In Dana-Farber, there's a really nice corner room on the next floor two. if you have breast cancer. Yeah, there's a, few, there's a couple. and But there's also the private rooms, which are just like your own yes. by yourself. And that's really fun when you get those. It's really nice. That's a victory. That's a small victory. And, you know, another thing was I just wanted to give a shout out to that cafeteria at Dana-Farber. That was your happy place. That was my happy place. I love it. these tater tots. It's okay. By the way, I don't know how, but it's okay to eat tater tots when you have cancer. That may have something to do with the weight gain. It's true. But... So it's funny because I had one of my cancer friends that said that she could eat whatever she wanted on chemo and she didn't gain a pound. And I'm like, I gained 25 pounds yeah, on chemo. Well, I didn't eat whatever I want, but I did treat myself to the, a few of those tater tots. I mean, at that Dana Farber cantina, and I loved it. And <laughs> that was a good day. And sometimes the music was good. I mean, it's it's a nice place. I also was celebrating this year that this is going to be the first year. I mean, I guess post treatment that I'm not going to have surgery. Okay, huge. I'm not going to have Me too. Me chemo. Too. I'm not going to have radiation. Me this too. is like. 
this is a really exciting year. So this is a small victory. Like, I guess this I, is a big a, victory. A big, that's a big victory, actually. I mean, let's hope. Like, I mean, God willing. Do you know what I mean? We always, I mean, it's so terrible. We're so dark because we were joking when we started this podcast. Like, oh, my God. Like, the big drama will be, like, recurrence. Uh, <laughs> memes update 2045. A big, yeah, right. But. And no, I don't, I don't feel that way, but, but I do feel like that's huge. I mean, not for me, like having to remind myself, like, oh, when is my appointment? Like, that's so nice. That's a victory. That's not having to log on every day because you have like new appointments that pop up and you're like, why am I going? Okay. That's, I guess I'm going there. And I mean, as you know, like, so one of the things that I'm working on, which I've talked to you a lot about is. The fact that I'm now working on a benefit, you know, like a donation-based benefit with Bikram Yoga. The for first the time you're Center. able to, like, pay it back. I can give it back. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not necessarily just taking it in and giving it back. It feels good. It feels like, okay, there's a little bit of energy here to go yeah. further. You yeah. know, these, again, small victories. Like, yeah. feeling normal again. Well, and one of mine uh, that I, I cultivated... I did a little bit of operant conditioning on myself because every time I had pain after surgery or during or after radiation, I made myself say, hey, I have feeling back. I'm not numb. Right. So anytime I had pain, I was like, oh, that's exciting. The pain is a weird thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a little tangent here, but it sneaks up on you. Like, I, so one of the things I've found, because I haven't been someone who's had, like, a lot of pain in my life before dealing with breast cancer and treatment, you know, I'll just be, like, going along with my life, doing this, doing that, and, you know, and then suddenly I'll have a moment of stretching or something, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've been holding so much pain all of a sudden, and it's I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a weird little superpower in a way because you suddenly realize, well, I have a pretty big capacity for pain. Um, And I guess a little victory when you realize you do have it because you should stretch because it does help. It helps to stretch a lot, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I I have... I should do more. We all should do more stretching, right? So I make myself go to yoga because then I can't skip it. Well, I will say, too, getting into anything hot, a hot jacuzzi, a hot tub, a hot sauna, a hot steam room, whatever, something hot and helps. For me and for the other people who've had lymph nodes taken out. Which I have, too, by the way. I Hey. Four, hey. Okay. So the general hey. consensus. <laughs> lymph nodes in the house. <laughs> lymph node buddies. Um, okay, doctors will tell you that you should avoid heat and you should listen Mm -hmm. to your doctor and always take the advice of medical professionals. But I call nonsense on that. I think the heat really helps. Unless you make your own informed decisions with your own body, uh, because I did the research, um, and everyone should do the research. I mean, don't, don't listen to some ding-dongs on the podcast. Right. But I did the research and... There is no statistical significantly biased result that says that heat is bad. There are some things, like if you are overweight or obese, the statistics are in favor of you getting lymphedema. But heat does not correlate in the same way to lymphedema. Yeah, and from what I can see, 
two people seem to have lymphedema issues before treatment seem to have the, the people who seem to have the issues before treatment seem to have it after treatment right. and i've never experienced it i know a slight i only had lymph nodes removed in my right side and i do notice it slightly swells up more like and if, they didn't take all of them Oh, no, no, no. Okay. There was like four and a half out of like many down. Right. There's like 20 plus in that area. So it was not a lot um, for me. But I do notice there's a slightly greater swelling there. You know, if I am swollen there from, I mean, I exercise a lot. And so sometimes right. I do get swollen. And I do notice it's a little bit more on this side versus that side. There's a little slight difference. My surgeries right. have happened at different times, all of that. But it's it's not that substantial and I do feel like moving the lymph around is a good idea just inherently and, in my gut that's and, only from my gut well, that I'm speaking but the way that you move lymph is muscle contraction and movement literally doing yeah. backward bends and forward bends and so all of that around. moves lymph so especially if you've had lymph nodes taken out like make sure that you are moving lymph move your body and I just want to say too Look up heat shock and cold shock. If heat is not your thing, then cold can be your friend too. You can do cryogenics. You can do cold shock and just look it up. It does amazing things and I think it helps you recover a lot and reduce inflammation a lot, whichever way you choose to go. Um, I feel great after a Bikram class or after getting really cold too. Yeah kind of a shock to the system yeah either way like these extremes do seem to help regulate inflammation there's a lot of research on it a lot of people are talking about it anyway back to small victories we should probably wrap it up so what do we have to say about the small victories grabbing for them going for that when you are able to recognize the small victories it's gonna make everything a little less awful so anytime you can recognize that hey this is, chemo is almost over because I just finished my second to last chemo. Like anytime you can recognize those little things is going to help you. Yeah, I agree. One of my best moments was sending my Depends diapers off down to Houston after the hurricane. Oh, you did a double good thing because you didn't have to good. wear Depends. Like, I don't have to wear giving... Depends. <laughs> But someone else might have to down in Houston, and it felt awesome. And I think it's all about that. It's about taking those moments and saying, hey. <laughs> this is amazing. I don't need this anymore, and I'm ready to pay it forward <laughs> for someone else. Um, paying it forward should be a theme. I like it. So anyway, Leanna, I think that's it. I think that's good. Thanks okay. so much. Thanks, Leanna. Thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Cancer. Now it's not your mama's cancer or your daddy's true and you're gonna live. So now what you gonna do with your new chemo curls in the neighborhood? Now you're the reason why it never looked so good. Oh, thanks cancer. Thanks cancer. Thanks cancer. Victories in the dark.